Welcome to episode 84 of the Barman and Bevo podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Mike Barman. He's putting emojis on. Who do you think you are, Scott Patton? (laughs) Right off the bat. Right off the bat. Um, Welcome back. uh, We're back after a a long hiatus. Um, Barman and I have have had some stuff, mostly me, going on in our our lives, and it's, it's kind of... I needed a little bit of a break. Uh, it just time has been uh, scarce for me lately. So um, we've been talking over the last few weeks, and 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 I've been thinking about how are we gonna, how do we move forward with this podcast? Because um, I can't, I, I don't think I can do it weekly, um, and our schedules don't match up real well uh, right now as as well. True. Um, but we, you know. We want to keep doing the podcast. I mean, the one thing about the podcast that um, the reason the reason we do it is just because Barman and I have so much fun when we talk to each other. <laughs> Whether it's that it's, part, I've, that part I've really been missing is is just discussing football and soccer and um, the, the once a all week the subjects or, that we get into. The once a week or, or or once every two weeks that we do chat. Like if I'm in the car at lunch and, and Barman calls, it's a 20 minute conversation that is just we're you know it's it's stuff we should be recording. It pretty much is a it pretty much is similar to the to the podcast. The uh, maybe we've kind of gotten ingrained in doing it that way now. Right. Where when we did when we discuss stuff, it seems like we go down the down our usual list. Um. So I you know obviously doing this. Tonight, uh, Thursday night, and uh, I, w- I really wanted to kind of, you know, I know that we don't have, you know, like we probably have like 25, 50 regular listeners, but I wanted to kind of give you guys an update as far as um, where we've been, where we're going, kind of kind of everything that's been going on since the end of the Tour de or the, I guess the last week of the Tour de France, because that's the last time I really recorded. True. Um, so... Most of the reason we haven't done this podcast is me. Um, I just, my job has gotten so crazy this year. I've done twice as much in sales as last year, personally. And the company as a whole is up like 40% on the year. Um, And it's just, it's between being a father and... um, about to becoming a father again. I don't know how many people know that, but in the next 10 days, I, Jessica and I are going to have our second child, um, uh, another daughter. Um, between work and, and taking care of Violet and, and, and having a pregnant wife, and it's just the, the amount of time that I have is has been decreased significantly uh, to the point where I can't do this every week, and I'll be lucky if I can do it like once a month. Um, and then also, you know, like going to soccer games with Barman and, and, and all that stuff that that's with you being on the South side, you know, we used to sometimes drive to the games together and record in the car. 
just because no, it's true. It just the, yeah. you know, we did it like two or three times. Just because hour an hour we're in the car together, and it's like, hey, well, let's make the best. We're gonna be bullshitting the whole time anyway. Might as yes. well just record it. It'll be fun. Um, you know, I know with you, our schedules have kind of uh, they're not in, as in sync as they once were. Um, and honestly, typically by this time of night, I'm in bed. Um, but you know, I thought it was time to, to come back and, and do this. And, you know, I know you're busier with, with events and doing stuff for USA cycling. I, I know you're traveling, I, you're leaving town tomorrow, right? You're going up to North Carolina. Yeah. And I know you've been, there's been weeks where you've been in like three places in two weeks and stuff like that. Yeah. The, the schedule's been tough. You know, um, I can't remember if I was doing traveling. I think I was. I traveled like twice after the Tour de France, and it was crazy. So, well, you you seem to travel when I'm not, and then the weeks that I'm home is when is when, and then you guys had the golfing outing and yeah. some of that stuff on on the weeks that I was home. Yeah, I, mean, I think this summer I went to Buffalo twice. I went to Kansas City. I went to Nashville, and I I went to South Carolina. Um, right. Three of those were personal, and two of those were work trips, but. Um, you know, it's, it, it take it's, it's tough and especially with, uh, a 20 month old and, and another one on the way. So, um, so where, where are we going from here? I, I think, you know, at this point, if we can do one of these a month or every six weeks, or even if we did shorter episodes, like 20 or 30 minute episodes, right. Um, well, we've, we've tried that one in the past and that one didn't quite work out. Well, there's, there's always, yeah, we try to do 20 minutes and we end up talking for an hour and a half. Yes, it actually was longer. <laughs> Every longer time we say it's going to be a short one, it's the longest episode we ever do. Um, that was pretty impressive. Um, well, once you and I get going, it's, it's hard to stop. It is hard to stop. Um, so, ideally, I think, you know, Mike and I will come up with something that works for both of us. Um, I, I, I know, like, I think, you know, we do something around the big game. <laughs> I think we do something around St. Patty's Day. I think we do something around Tour de France. You know, I think I think we do something around. Maybe we try and and, and re-record an episode at a soccer game from the crowd. I think that'd be great. With with like dude, how we did the original episode with like two headphones. Yes. Um, just with the just with the AirPod the uh, the yeah. plug in um, yeah the splitter and everything plug in Apple Apple uh, headphones yeah. Um, you know, I, I think there's, there's times where you and I are together and we can, we can, we can knock one out in, in an odd situation and, and kind of make the best of it. Um, I, I don't know if you've got anything. I've talked a lot here already. But you're going good. I don't want to slow you down. Okay. Uh. When Aaron Rodgers is playing well, you don't, you don't hand the ball off. You just keep passing. Or you do hand the ball off. <laughs> We'll get to that. We'll get we'll get to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers shortly. Um, so, you know, I, I know the the people that listen that are closer to you um, mo- probably know the big the big news in your life. Obviously, uh, a couple months ago, Barman's daughter had a baby and he became a grandfather, and I was super excited for Mike. And I know you've gone you've gone down a couple times to see your grandchild. Hi, Bella. Yeah, Ivy. Yeah, um, my kids, my grand, my grandkids gonna split your kids. I know. <laughs> <laughs> your grandkids gonna be playing with my daughter. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, we can have play dates. So, how is the mom? How's how's? Oh, uh, they're they're doing great. Mom uh, and dad are. Uh, I was really impressed um, when I was down there and took them to dinner. Um, they've really got their stuff together and they've got some plans and um, and uh, super stoked for them and and incredibly proud as a parent. Uh, that's fantastic. You know, I, I, like I said, I couldn't be happier for you. Um, you know, it's, it's odd having a friend who's a grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes I forget you're almost 10 years younger than I am. Uh, and so eight years. You're 47, right? Uh, 48 now. Dude, I'll be 44 on Saturday. Oh, are you? Yeah. I thought it was tomorrow. I don't, I don't look 44. Right. <laughs> I thought you were still 40. Uh, where do we celebrate your... Oh, was 40th in Vegas? No, 40th, I went to Orlando. Uh, it was the bachelor the kids. party. We went to... We were, I think it was in uh, Universal that day on my 40th. I can't remember. But I was, I was a Drew, Drew and the kids. So, Barman's a grandfather. I'm about to become a... Like, in the next week, Jess is due. We'll probably have the... I, th- I have a feeling the baby's coming on Thanksgiving Day, and that's really going to be upsetting. Well, the cool part of Thanksgiving moves around, so the baby's birthday won't always be on Thanksgiving. Yeah, but I love turkey. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's my favorite. Well, uh, um, and my well, dad's my dad will be usually, mad. Your birthday usually was Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, so and that's always been a hard one for me to kind of work out to hang out with you on your birthday. Yeah, and this year because Thanksgiving is so late, my birthday is actually the weekend before. Well, the weekend before, right? So it's funny that it's on a Saturday. I remember my twenty first birthday was like it was the same situation. My twenty first oh, birthday fell on the Saturday before Thanksgiving, so everybody was still at school. <laughs> <laughs> so it was uh it was it was Friday night was really good. Saturday was rough. <laughs> the, the actual birthday day. Yeah, like when I, I hit the bar at midnight, so I was actually on at the bar on my birthday. But I already had like a twelve pack of beer, so it got ugly quick. Are we talking? Are, are we talking at the bar like, uh, like a St. Patty's Day in the more in the morning at the bar? No, like I actually left the bar at eleven Friday night. Went upstairs to my my buddy's apartment where I ended up living senior year, and then I had I had a ton of beer already, and then I went back down at midnight when it was my actually my birthday, <laughs> and then I I was there for maybe an hour and a half, and I was like carried out of the bar. <laughs> it was ugly. Well, you know, Ed, with your bat, <laughs> you shouldn't be carrying anybody. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, that's kind of what's been going on. I mean, between having a kid, watching hockey, watching football, watching soccer, and gambling, that's really what's been taking up my life. My life right now, and I am on a run right now. Are we already getting into that? Well, I'm just catching everybody up. Oh, okay. Um, I got, I got, I got some good games for bet with Bevo. <laughs> well, it's very odd for you to have actually money in your account right now. That is this, this, this time. I can't remember the last time you had money in the in the gambling well, account. I, I typically do have money in the account this late in the season, but it's because I've already reloaded twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was funny because Barman. I I called Barman the first week of football. I said, yeah. Just remember it. It's it's September first. Bevo has three hundred dollars in his account. That'll only last for about two weeks. <laughs> Ooh, 
and and some by years, like some years, two weeks is a stretch, brother. Yeah, by week by week three, I was like plus four hundred, plus three hundred. I doubled up, and then I I kind of lost a little bit. There was a couple weeks there was rough, and then last weekend I'm up like five on five hundred on the year, which is good. Wow, which is really good. You know, I'm I'm betting on on the U.S. men's team and winning money. Notre Dame's been good. Green Bay's been good. Betting against the Dolphins has been good. Notre Dame, Michigan was good. Uh, I did take Michigan in that game. I think. Oh, did you? Yeah. Were they were the underdog, weren't they? They were. They were plus. They were at least plus seven. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. Um, you know, it's 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 really like I was telling you the other day. Betting against the really bad teams has been what, where where I've done my best. Man, you're you're turning into a professional, sir. Yes. So, all right. Um, let's dive into the usual stuff. Uh, <laughs> let's light this candle. Let's, let's light this. <laughs> My friend, my colleague, my guiding light. <laughs> my guiding light. <laughs> um, you tell Mossy, hey, hey, for me. <laughs> um, we'll start with soccer. I think, I think kind of one of the most interesting things is, is where Atlanta United is right now and, and kind of how the season finished up. Um, I'll, I'll, pose, I'll pose this question to you. This season for Atlanta United, the 2019 year, uh, Frank DeBoer, Frank DeBoer's start with the, the 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 Atlanta United. Do you see this as a successful season or a failure of a season? Complete success. I would concur with that. Um, the, well, you wanted to fire DeBoer after a week. Uh, well, How many days was he at Crystal Palace? Twenty-seven days. Twenty-seven days, and I think you were in the fire DeBoer camp, like. Well, very, very, like under the Crystal Palace days. I I, I was uh, after week one, week two, week four, week five. <laughs> well, that the loss to Cincinnati at home. Oh, well, actually, I think it was a tie, wasn't it? It was one one. It might as well, well have been a loss. It felt it felt bad. I think we lost money. That's why it was considered a loss. <laughs> it was true, and and that was it was just so deflating because we knew we were going to need those points. At uh, another time of the season. Speaking of which, you see where they're opening up, right? Yes. Nashville. In that, in that, we can road, we can road trip that. We're one. road tripping that. One. We got a, I got a place for us to crash and everything. Oh, uh, we're traveling. <laughs> I'll get them to buy tickets so we don't get locked out. Well, uh, you know, we can do we. we uh, that's about the amount of time it takes us to do a podcast. So we can head three and a half hours start the podcast, and then be uh, as we're uh, getting into Nashville, uh, we could probably stay at Richard Keller's house too. Let's stay Maggie and, with Maggie and Andrew. That's cool. Then I, then I would have stayed with all your family members at one time <laughs> or another. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, Jay moved, Jay moved back to Charlotte. I don't know if I told you or not. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. So successful season. Um, obviously, we didn't we didn't do great in Concacaf Champions League, but or, or what was it, Concacaf Champions League? I think we finished uh, in the semi. The, Which one? The first tournament. The with first all the Mexican and, and South American uh, I guess that was, was that Champions League? Or yeah. was that? It was CONCACAF Champions League. I think we did, we, we got to like the round of eight. That was as far as we got there. Well, but, we lost in Costa Rica, didn't we? Yeah, but we came back, and we lost the first oh, game in Costa Rica, we came back and one in, in advance. And then, then we, we lost, lost in Mexico. The, 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 not not Club America, but... Um, Pum, not Pumas. Tigres, um... Yeah, Mo- um, Monterey. Monterey. Monterey, yeah. Monterey. Um, 
Lost there, but won at home, but wasn't enough. The goal differential got us, so we didn't advance. No problem. Uh, started playing the season a little rough. You know, like you said, we, we tied Cincinnati week one, uh, which we should. They were awful. We should have won that game. I think we were in the. Um, I think we were in the in the. We were on the bottom of the table for the first like month of the season. And, and there was some schedule fatigue there, too. I think, you know, learning a new system, playing too many games, being in well, too many new, cups. Well, it's really new for this club. Yeah. You know, they've only been in two years, um, you, you know, understanding that you're going to play that many games and some of the games are going to count for this and some of the games are going to count for that. You know, I think the, the, the team really came together and, and accomplished it well, but it was a learning curve and switching coaches at the same time. Um, and uh, changing systems of the of the coaches. Yeah. So you know, you show up ten minutes late; it's no big deal with one coach. You show up fifteen minutes early, and you're like, "Why don't you care about your game, your profession any longer?" Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I give I give you know I think I told you this uh, maybe at the last game we went to a couple weeks ago. Oh, I like it. I like what I'm seeing now. <laughs> Uh, I, I deliver. I, I give I give Frank DeBoer a lot of credit for for changing or adapting his system to the players and 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 taking in into effect what they wanted to out of the season and stuff and how how they wanted to play and how what they wanted to practice and 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 on the fly kind of changing things up and to make it work and he did a great job. Well, I think the the impress the really impressive part was. I think the players actually waited for Frank DeBoer to say something to the media about them, and then they came back when Frank didn't have a way to say that you can't do that, I'm the coach. And I think uh, Gonzalez Perez was actually the one that responded to DeBoer's comments about about them with, with that's not the way this team plays, and and we play, we play this style of soccer. And so I think I think that public outcry between the two of them, um, probably a little bit, a couple of meetings, and uh, and they kind of worked it out. Um, <clears throat> there was some interesting uh, news today from the team as far as today was option day in the MLS, so player options were being picked up or re- being released. And I don't know if you saw this, but two of your favorite players at the New York Red Bulls are no longer New York Red Bulls. Oh, um, uh, uh, the goalie. Yeah. Uh, Rojas. Rojas is gone and Bradley Wright Phillips is gone. Who, oh, oh. What do they call him? BPWBBBWPBBP oiled slick wit. <laughs> that guy could score goals. He was pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, he, he, he definitely had our number. So, from a Atlanta United standpoint, um, players we 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 lost uh, Vasquez in the expansion draft. Right, he got, he got picked up by Nashville and then immediately traded to Cincinnati. <laughs> well, and that um, uh, Nashville did that a couple of times to gain money allocation money, money yep. and and other resources. So that general manager has some sort of plan. I don't know if it's going to work or not, but he's got he's he's at least got a plan. Um, obviously the big news, and, and I don't know if you've seen the stories about the Atlanta journal constitution, but every time they write up something about Nagby, they show Pogba's picture. <laughs> oh, 
I haven't noticed. I haven't noticed that. But I'll, I'll, I know that um, uh, Pogba, Pogba did not get re-signed. Yeah, his option was not picked up, and then Nagby and obviously Brooke was Chase traded traded to Columbus for one and a quarter million dollars, something like that. A million dollars, a million and a quarter. I can't remember. Right. Um, other notable cuts: Merrim was was released. Well, he's a free agent, so he can come back on a on a more just like Parkhurst last year. Uh, could come back on more Fabler. Um, I don't think Miro wants to leave. I think he enjoys his team. Well, and, uh, it's a salary thing. He's making way too much money. Six hundred and twenty-five thousand, or like six fifty, or something. Six fifty, yeah. Um, Remember, when another man signs your check, you're never overpaid. Yeah, well, but you know, I know what what Atlanta's worried about now is the Gressel situation. Well, Gressel's re-signed for one year. They'd like to go longer, but they don't know what their cap is right now. And so this is completely – the NFL couldn't function like this. Like, the, there would be – if the and if the NFL didn't know what kind of cap space they had, the general managers wouldn't be able to do anything about anything. Well, not not only that, they don't know they're, – they're not allowed to negotiate with them for, like, another week. Right. It's like a super weird collective bargaining agreement where the – they can't actually start negotiating with the player because the season's not officially uh, that off season window. Right. Like a, it's like the July fourth well, thing easy, in the NFL. It's easier for you and I because we understand the NFL. The the NFL year ends in what is it March fourteenth or the second right. weekend March or whatever that is. And then there's like a two week grace period. And then there's a two yeah, and so so I'm not quite sure why MLS is a little bit different. It might have something to do with the international calendar and when other league, the openings, uh, what do they call it, the, when the transfer, transfer openings window. are. Um, so I assume it's something like that. But they need to figure this out because there's no reason a team should not know how much money they should be able to spend when they come into the beginning of their season. And I'm not a finance wizard, but I, I do I do know you need to know, you need to know the resources you have available in order to make a proper decision. Well, and I think it's a situation where the cap's probably not going to go down. Most likely, it stays the same or goes up a little bit. But still, you need to know what that number is. Well, I think I think what's actually being negotiated is there there might allow another what do they call them DP designated player per team, which would allow them to sign Gressel in a different format than. Than, than what he is now, and so. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I think I think the Gressel deal, that guy's, you can't lose that guy. He's not going anywhere. Um, it, it looked like I saw some quotes, uh, Barco's not going anywhere, and Pity's not going anywhere. Uh, well, you never know. Well, that that is from, so Doug Robertson, who we both follow, on, on Twitter, and, and that's really my news source for Atlanta United. He does a great job. Um, his website is is fantastic as far as coverage as well. And his Twitter feed is fantastic yeah. also. So he was he was he talked to uh, Boca Negra today, and I think he talked to Frank DeBoer as well. Boca Negra's exact quote was, Barco's not going anywhere, and neither's Pity Martinez. I'm okay with that if Pity's going to play like he played down the stretch, maybe the last 10 games. Well, I think Pity matured as a human being, not necessarily as a player. You know, we're very lucky that that Pity Martinez is alive right now because I can tell you what, if I was Breck Shea and Pity Martinez had, had kicked the back of my chair when he came off the field, Pity Martinez would probably not be capable of playing soccer any longer. He'd still be in a coma. <laughs> he, he, 
I, I, I can't. I, I that is one of the most immature things I've ever seen. Well, that that's the most immature thing I've ever seen. I haven't been watching soccer all that long, or football, or, or whatever. That's the most uh, the most immature thing I've ever seen on a football field. I understand you don't want to come out, but to kick your teammate's chair after you come out like a three year old. I mean, oh my gosh! Yeah, well, for, I mean, yeah, it was bad. Um. I think they picked up the option on LGP as well. Yes. Um, and Escobar and a lot of the other players are, are still in. Yeah. Uh, and I think they picked up the also. option on Andrew Carlton. Yes. And they're still working out uh, Heidman. Um, they're yeah, trying, they're, they're trying to they're get him full, fully transferred. With, with Beaumont? Yeah. Is that uh, how you say that? Who? Bo- Beaumont? Bouthmouth? Bournemouth? Bournemouth? Bournemouth. Bournemouth? Is there an R in there? I believe it's Bournemouth. Maybe. Like like Jason Bourne? I've been saying it wrong for decades, so why would I change? Decades? <laughs> Eight months is ne- not nearly a decade. I grew up I grew up watching Premier League. I don't care what you say. <laughs> um Like when I, you told me it's not Tottenham, it's all one word. Tottenham? <laughs> You got one too many syllables in there, bro. <laughs> um, I, I think. I think. Obviously, you, if I look at what we've lost, I think losing Brandon Vasquez was, especially considering we traded away uh, the other Ford over to Columbus in the middle of the season. Well, I think. I think it actually, if Joseph goes out, I think DeBoer would actually rather run Pity and Barco, Barco together. And do a what is it Four, two five, three five two, three five two, mm-hmm. and so I think that that's why Vasquez became expendable because they're actually going to totally change the formation or the way they run if if uh, Joseph isn't available. Well, I, I you know I think I think the need you that may be addressed here as well is is another another striker. Or de- developing another striker as well. Yeah, but we have so much money invested in Barco and and Martinez, Pity Martinez, that really you. I think that's I. I mean, as a as a general manager, I think that's the way you need to kind of play the play the cards, you know. Well, it, here's my thing. What if Joseph gets hurt? Then you run Pity and Barco, and you run the okay. three five two. Okay. Well, you can't really depend on Barco to play. He hasn't played more than twelve games in a season. Well, when he doesn't sleep with other people's wives, he seems to do okay. So, therefore... Can you please throw an allegedly at the end of that? (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't want our our business that's taking losses (laughs) to get sued (laughs) for slander. Allegedly. Um, But then Barco did play like Joseph... Um, playing for um, uh, Venezuela and Barco playing with uh, his under 20, what well, country is he from? I've got some good news on that front. Joseph has come out and written a letter to the Venezuela Football Association saying, as long as this guy's the coach, I am not playing for you guys. So, good luck. Uh, well, I mean, they have, what is his name, Rondon? Solomon or- Rondon. Rondon, the guy's pretty good. He's fantastic. 
and he's a larger version of Joseph too. So he might actually get a set piece in every now and then. Not that it's Joseph's fault because that kid gets up. I mean, that kid's got some ups and he'll throw it out there. But I mean, I, I, I don't, if Atlanta United does one thing all, all off season, I just wish they would practice, just practice uh, set pieces, just, all winter you, think, long. You would think a Dutch coach that would be like a stickler thing for him. Well, the whole team's like 6'4". Yeah. Except right, so, for the one speedy guy that comes comes in. Well, and comes you've in. got Miles Robinson in there. You've got LGP. Those are tall guys. Yeah, but those are defensemen. That yeah, but they're in on the corners. Back. Yeah. You know, t- How many t- goals did LGP have this year? Three or four? Well, he might have had two. Two, was it? Yeah. I think he had more when Tata was around. Yeah. They had more freedom. They had more freedom when, when well, the, Tata was around. The game flow was different as well. Like, yes. you know, it's like you had you could find because of uh Al Marone and his speed, he could find all those open spaces and then turn and there'd be nobody near him and he could, could just create these opportunities. And that that was one of the things we kind of struggled at. And then Joseph got in a groove in the middle of the season. Pity was getting him the ball, Gressel was getting him the ball. And it it started to come together. You can you know, say it. Breck Shea got injured. Well, Breck Shea also got released. <laughs> His salary was tiny. True. Um, I, I certainly looked at the free agent. There's nobody in free agency available. No, we're at the point now where we're really going to get have to go international. And build through um, the draft. Yeah, and then... Um, all right, so next season, uh, they will be in the Champions League again. Uh, they'll be playing in February. Um, they will be in the U.S. Open Cup again. Um, they will not have the Campione's Cup because uh, they didn't win. That'll go to Seattle. Um, and then, obviously, we'll have the playoffs. What Playoffs already? Well, that if assuming they make the playoffs, you know, half the teams make it, so... Um, just assuming they make it. What uh, I know it's early, and we don't really know what the team looks like. But any early predictions for Atlanta United? Yeah, uh, I think they'd at least go to the conference championships again. If they, well, you know, with the playoff system the way it is right now, um, I like it. I actually, I, 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 I like it also. But just like the NFL, you have a sinker game, or you get that one matchup that is is hard for you. Like, some teams are very hard, even though, um, like New England. New England is hard for us to play and do well against. And we could, we could see them in an early round where where they definitely wouldn't be able to get through whoa, whoa, um, whoa, whoa, whoa. to later rounds. No team that is coached by, what's his name, is going to be difficult. Papa Bruce? <laughs> Who are you kidding? <laughs> I think we beat them 4-1 to one early in the season at New England. Before he was the coach. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he turned that team around. He did, oh, he did a nice job. You know, the the, the guy's going to be able to get success in, in the at the MLS level, right? You just can't do it internationally. Well, true. Too many enemies in the league. Well, if another coach hadn't bailed on our country or did not given a shit, then he wouldn't have had his coaching job. That's true. So that's I I actually give him credit for the job that he did do. Does there, but unfortunately, he was the care holder for the the worst debacle in men's men's soccer history. Does uh, it, does does Joseph 
continue this run of, you know, basically like, yes, twenty five plus goals, over twenty. Yeah. Okay. And think, if he doesn't play internationally, that's even better for us. Yep. Um, let, let's move on to. You want to go EPL or US men's? No, uh, yeah, it's up to you. Uh, so. <laughs> Almost another, like the second biggest debacle in U.S. men's history, losing to Canada a month ago. <laughs> Two nothing. Well, not just losing to Canada, we got whooped. With the A team in. Who, I think Michael Bradley was on the field. Uh, so, I'm sorry. Uh, we were playing a man down the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> um, Which, until you, see, until you see Michael Bradley play in person in the stadium... You don't quite understand exactly how poorly he plays. If, if I'm watching and he's playing, I am. I don't care. I'm not watching anybody else. I'm just yelling at the TV. Who are you covering? No one. Or just like his teammates. Yeah, yeah. That was that was the one amazing thing during that Eastern Conference Finals. That one defenseman saying, yelling at him. We could clearly, hey, dude, maybe you want to cover somebody. Anyone. Anyone. And then, that guy you know, had to work his ass off because Bradley was so far, far behind. But Bradley should have been out of that game. Uh, so they lose to Canada about a month ago, three weeks ago. I can't remember what it was. 2 nothing. Pathetic game. The, the, other thing, the other thing I didn't like was Burkhalter taking Pulisic out after 60 minutes. Because he was under-trained, under well, what? Under You know what? The guy has got nothing to do except play soccer. Did he bring Woods in or who did he bring in? I can't remember. Bobby Wood? Yeah. Bobby Wood is done. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, about a year ago, we talked about Brad Guzan not ever playing a game in the U.S. men's team. Bobby Wood is never playing a game again in the U.S. men's team. Hey, the kid scores goals. That's all I got to say. Oh, I beg to differ. <laughs> He's not even in the German top league. He's in the German bottom, the second league. Hey, it happens. Because he doesn't score goals. Mm-hmm. Um, At least he tries. That's fine. I'll give him that. <laughs> I'm not gonna disagree there. Uh, so we played Canada. What Thursday, Friday? Uh, no, we yeah, it must have been Thursday because we played Cuba on no, it was, Tuesday. It was, it was Friday night because you were getting ready for the the race, so you didn't see it. Oh, yes. Uh, that was Bevo hit big on that one. USA minus one and a half. Wow. Or minus one. It was minus one. Would they mm-hmm. win four one three one four one? 3-1? That's 3 or 4-1, yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe it was 4-1. Uh, that put them in a really nice position to win that CONCACAF Nations League. Uh, they, all, they had to play Cuba Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday our night. Our pool of two. What's that? Where was it? It was in um, Cayman Islands. Was Cayman that a, Islands, that's right. It was at a high school. <laughs> <laughs> They're, 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 every football stadium in Georgia sat, seats more people than that sat that stadium. Well, that game that Atlanta United went down to Costa Rica and played in. It was smaller, day, it was smaller only, than that. There was only one bathroom in it? But it. Yeah, but there were bleachers on the one whole side. The one sideline, there were no bleachers. So do we not play in Cuba because we, can't, we aren't allowed to play in Cuba? Yes. That's a government issue. <laughs> It's very unsporting of us. I, I mean, why didn't they just play in Miami? That's like a Cuba home game. It's uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Exactly. Uh, they win that game four nothing. Bevo wins on that one too. Minus three and a half. Boom! Wow. <laughs> Put a twenty five up on that one too. Um, it looks like the way that this tournament is structured, they advance, Honduras advance, Mexico advanced, and Costa Rica. I think. Yeah, you. I think you're right. Costa Rica is the fourth. So I think it's Mexico, Mexico, Costa Rica, and US, USA, USA, Honduras. Honduras. I don't think that happens till May or June. I think I wrote down June, but well, you wrote down June and then I double checked it, and it's actually June. So, um, I pay attention to these things when I'm listening to the game. When I'm listening, <laughs> when I'm listening to my good friend who holds all the game. <laughs> um, 2019 for the U.S. men's team: successful or failure? Complete failure. They lost to Canada for the first time in 37 years. It, it, it took them eight months to find a coach, which is more detrimental than not having a coach and firing them eight months later. Jesus Christ, Matt Murray is awful. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm watching the hockey game, too. Just lost 4-3 in overtime. Um, Two? Yeah, I would agree. I mean, this is bad. By the way, this US, the, and I know you, the next thing you wrote down was the U.S. women's national team lost. That thing's getting out of control. That is out. The Washington Post article is, it has, I've never known the Washington Post not to have more facts in an article before than that one. That one was, that was the, just. The fact that the NWSL wants to, because it's doing so well due to the World Cup, they said they're getting, everybody's going to get a pay raise basically, except for the women on the national team. And then Megan Rapino just, you know, dude, greed, greed is not a good thing. You're coming I, off as looking bad. I really think this is gonna this is really gonna backfire. And when all when all the facts about why they get paid differently than men and their collective bargaining agreement created that, I I don't think this ends well for the women. Yeah, I think I think it ends. I think they have egg on their face when they when they get done. And the I guess um, some of the European teams started women's teams this year where they're willing to pay way more than an American NWSL team is. And so, but any U.S. national team member isn't allowed to leave the NWSL to go anywhere else. Yep. So, listen, I, I'm all for equal pay, but this is, it's starting to get a little wishy-washy. Equal, Apples and oranges. You can't compare. You you can't take these apples and say that this is exactly like an orange. And yep. and and honestly, some of it is because they are so successful. I I understand that they play more games and they do more this and they do more that. But that's not that's not the men's fault. No, they they should have. It's it's the agreement they signed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it, it, and you play under that until you're done, and then you renegotiate with terms that you'd prefer. Um, but yeah. I, I, but I really think USA Soccer is obviously in way over its head. And part it's of the reason that, that there were such a crappy football country, soccer country, is because our national organization has zero. I have zero confidence in in them as far as. As far as executing anything. That noise you hear in the background is me nodding my head in agreement with Barman. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Uh, this they're is terrible. Just a, they have no clue joke. what they're doing. It's actually... It's an absolute joke. 
for Burkhalter to say what he said about this is a must win, and then Ernie Stewart saying no, it's not. I mean, are, the, are we in like Buffalo Bills, like Carolina Panthers range? Whoa, whoa, or are whoa, we whoa, all... whoa, whoa, whoa! We're talking about the seven and three Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Wasn't one guy not allowed to buy it because he owned too much of a trucking company somewhere or something? <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about the soon-to-be ten-win Buffalo Bills. Uh, who'd they get beat by? Did they lose his offense? No, they did not. They beat them twice. Are you sure? They've lost to the Eagles, the Patriots, mm-hmm. and the Browns. Oh, okay. We'll get to them shortly. <laughs> <laughs> um, English Premier, are you, are you still keeping up with Newcastle a little bit? No, I lost total interest after they fired the coach like that, and then they made Biggie play in the wrong position, and they're probably going to get, what do they call that, renegated, relegated. Yep. Um, the, what's hilarious is Miggy played for Paraguay last week and scored. He still hasn't scored a goal for Newcastle. Oh, my God. <laughs> he, scored a, poor kid. he scored a beauty <laughs> for Paraguay. Uh, Bobby Dazzler? Yeah, Bobby does there. <laughs> Top pocket find. <laughs> um, have you watched any of the Chelsea Pulisic stuff? I am not. I can't. I never know when Chelsea's playing. Champions League, Premier League. Right. Well, know, I just this, really watch. I don't. No. I, I really don't watch the Champions League at all. I just watch the Saturday morning. I'm watching game day, or I'm, I'm riding the bike in the garage, and I'm watching. If Chelsea's yeah. on, I'm watching them. Or if Newcastle's on, I'm watching them. So. I, well, you know, I've always been – I'm not super um, – I, I don't really like the London teams. Right. So, you know, Arsenal and Chelsea and Totten and those, those teams, that, that doesn't interest me. You know, Liverpool and Manchester and the other cities outside of London, those are way more – and Newcastle are way more intriguing to me than – then well, London Bullsick team had a run there. Then he got hurt again. Uh, he looked really good. Hamstring? Uh, yeah, probably hamstring or groin. He had, he had a, obviously he had a hat trick. That was a big story. Then he, I think he followed it up with goals and two. I think he followed games. up with a Champions League goal. Yeah, against Ajax, maybe. Yeah, I think I, that sounds right. Um, I'll have to check. They were on the obviously there was the international break. I think they played this weekend, so I'll, I'll check that. I think they play Saturday morning. I know Newcastle plays Monday afternoon, so um, I think the FA Cup's going on right now, too. So, Oh, Jesus. Yeah. The only reason I know that is because when I look at the gambling lines, it show, when I go under soccer, it shows the FA Cup as an option. Oh, does it? That. Um, I can't keep track of it all. It's tough, man, especially if you're not watching. Like I, I've really kind of trailed, just cut back on soccer. Well, really, it's only the – really, because I have NBC Sports, I get the Premier League stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't get the UEFA or the Champions League or the other stuff on that channel. So I'm not paying attention for when the games are. Yeah, it's on like TNT in USA, which is weird. Yeah. Um, well, right, I know you're on USA for your Hallmark movies. So that's probably easy pickup just for you. <laughs> <laughs> the only time it's ever on USA is when Monday Night Raw's on. Uh, NFL. The Falcons, what in the hell are they doing? This is 
It would be better if they just didn't win. The whole point, like, you're, well, two weeks ago, was there one and nine, one and eight? One and seven. One and seven. Now they're three and seven, right? Yes. Okay, you go into the bye week, everybody's like, all right, he's going to fire, this is when you fire Quinn. Well, there's three other head coaches on staff that, or three other people on the four, no, three. Sutton's never actually been a head coach, but he's like 70 years old. And so that's the time to make the change. Not only that, you got two other GMs that work for the work for the building. Well, Scott Pioli left last year, so. Okay. Yes. You know. And oh, then you go out actually, no, I'm sorry. Rich McKay is still with the team as a president, so there are two general managers always available at any one time also. Listen, I'm not going to criticize anything Arthur I don't, I don't think the GM is actually at fault. You know, Dan Quinn's the one that has total has the, the final say on roster, which is fair. But. So, you and I, at the beginning of the season, we didn't do a podcast, but we talked about this. You and I felt like the Falcons were a 13-3 team. Or an eight and eight team, yeah. Either, yeah. Well, and and that's because you play in the NFC South, and there's times the Buccaneers can beat you twice, and they have three wins. I, you know, and the, the Saints Buc- are the same way. The Saints play the Buccaneers, and they lose to them all the time. The Buccaneers, Jameis Winston is the biggest Jekyll and Hyde player I've ever seen. <laughs> he is. He has games this year where he's thrown five interceptions, four interceptions. Mandora's fingers are up. In three interceptions. And he also has games where he's thrown four touchdowns, three touchdowns. <laughs> it's insane. Yes. His numbers at times, like, he has, like, stretches of three games where he looks like he's, like, the best quarterback on the field. Yes. But then he goes out and throws five picks. Or well, four. he's probably the most gifted, one of the most gifted athletes on the field at any, at any time. Um, at the beginning of the season, you claimed that you thought Green Bay was a seven-win team. I didn't think Lafleur could coach as well as he could. Now, now I will, I will, I will say this: I didn't think Kingsbury could coach this well either in the NFL. And I have, I am mistaken about both those gentlemen. So uh, it's not just Lafleur; it's also Kingsbury. Because the Cardinals are, a, I enjoy watching the Cardinals, and and I enjoy what they've been doing also. The so. Cardinals are the new Browns. Yes. They lose every game. They cover every spread. <laughs> they play hard. They play hard. And, and, and Kyler Murray looks really good. And Kingsbury they got some cool stuff they're doing that hasn't been done in the NFL before. And so, so I have to apologize to Matt Lafleur with his what was the ACL MCL tear from basketball preseason Achilles. basketball Achilles his Achilles. Um, the Browns. What the hell? This well, I told you, I told you the Browns were done this year because Greg Williams should be the head coach, Freddie Kitchens should be the offensive coordinator, and they would have won ten to eleven games. I think Freddie Kitchens is well. He's just in over his head. I would rather have Hugh Douglas back or whoever was the old coach, <laughs> Hugh uh, Jackson back as the old coach. I, I would rather have him there than Kitchens. Yes. Um, well, he's just—he's the play just, calling is atrocious. Well, he has no idea what he's doing. 
Yeah, on third and four, you need to run a play to get five yards. Not. I would honestly put money on that you could call plays better than Freddie Kitchen. Uh, yeah, I mean, I watch enough football. I know you do. <laughs> he just doesn't. Uh, it's it, it's unfortunate, and and I wish Baker Mayfield was a little bit more mature and could realize that he's probably not going to be the coach very long, and and Baker Mayfield will be there for a lot longer. I don't know about that. Well, you think you're going to get rid of Baker? Uh, I, his no, he's got the worst. His stats are not great. Well, the, his coach isn't great. I, I understand mean, that. What he's at, what he's being asked to do isn't great. When you rank him against all other court, starting quarterbacks in the league, he's dead last. He's awful. The yeah. turnovers. Yeah. If you add the fumbles with the interceptions, yeah. I mean, it's. It's it, you know Drew Drew showed me the numbers they're 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 bad, they're real bad. So, um, what about the incident last Thursday night during the Steelers game? Both players at fault. Your it's thoughts? hard to tell. You know, I I don't I don't I think Miles Garrett you know taking off. Um, it's dropped um, the helmet right there. They just dropped the helmet. Yes, you know because because Rudolph was grabbing at his helmet to begin with. But to try to whack him over another player to to hit him, I mean, he got what he deserved, and he got it end of the se- till the end of the season because you really can't take a, a weapon and go around and hit people with it. Um, Kaepernick, I have a feeling that we're going to disagree on this subject. Really? Yes. Okay. What What is your stance on on what happened on Saturday? My stance, mm-hmm. like the overall view of of the Colin Kaepernick workout in the Colin Kaepernick situation after the events from I Saturday. Think, I think Colin Kaepernick gets paid by Nike, and he has no interest in actually playing another down of football in the NFL. I, so that's where we just. I don't disagree with your first statement. I disagree with your second statement. I, I don't think he wants to play. Okay, Mike. If I'm just gonna <laughs> try and lay this out. Uh, in a logical manner, you you come into work on Tuesday. And yeah, Bob Rogers fires me on Tuesday afternoon. Actually, I actually told a Bob Rogers story today to one of my employees. <laughs> and I and I told him I go, you know, I I called I called Mike a year and a half later when I ran into Bob Rogers, and I and I and I said on the phone, you're not going to believe who I, who I ran into today. And, and the first person you said, let me guess, Bob Rogers. <laughs> I go, you have nailed it on the head. <laughs> Tuesday afternoon, Bob Rogers calls you, says, Mike, we're going to give you a restaurant, but you got to be in Atlanta. You got to be in, in Los Angeles on sa- Saturday to, to open it up. And, and you're given five days notice in, an, in another city to try out. <laughs> and then, Thursday before you're in town Thursday, Thursday before the event, you're given a waiver to sign that's completely different than any other tryout waiver that the NFL uses. It's got extra stipulations in to trip you up so that you can't sue the NFL again for for blacklisting you. And injury stuff that shouldn't be in there and all sorts of crazy stuff. I'll let you finish. Then 
the Nike thing, I believe, I, I completely agree. He is he's getting paid by Nike because he wanted to bring a Nike film crew in to film the, the workout to do another commercial. Well, come on. Colin Kaepernick knows they're not going to let anyone else film the workout in an NFL facility. The only reason to have it at an NFL facility is, is so that they have control over what, what gets seen and doesn't get seen. Why would you schedule a tryout on a day you know all the scouts are at college football games watching other players? You know why? Because Jay-Z... Because Jay-Z asked you to. He didn't ask you to schedule it on Saturday. No, but they felt... So Jay-Z asked for a favor. NFL comes back with something less than... Don't get me wrong. The NFL totally screwed this up also. Both of them... Both of them look like just ass. Yes. I mean, this is... I don't disagree. I I don't... don't This is awful. I don't put as much blame on Kaepernick. Because Kaepernick went... The situation wasn't advantageous. He couldn't. He couldn't get the exposure that he wanted out of the event. Sure, I understand. I understand the NFL not wanting that kind of exposure, but you know, the well, NFL's also trying the, not to get sued again. The, well, when we don't, I understand that part, and and that part's not super cool either because you should just have a standard waiver for everyone who's doing a tryout. Exactly, and and and, and I and I totally think the NFL was crappy for doing that to him well they, um, and they hired an outside law firm to write it yeah i mean that that's just that's just crappy also yeah. but i mean kaepernick knows when he's being invited to the atlanta falcons football facility it's to control what they see but they did offer to share it with all the teams and and do all that you know i think and this is what I, sometimes I forget, but you know, Kaepernick really struggled, really struggled that last without Jim Harbaugh that year. Yeah, and and so he doesn't. He needs a special situation in order to be successful now. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, he should really be like Lamar Jackson's backup or Deshaun Watson's backup or. Cam Newton's backup. Well, I mean, is Cam Newton? Cam Newton is a backup. No, and, Cam, Cam Newton's not. <laughs> well, I mean, he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year, but but it, it, he should be one of those backups. And I don't think I don't think Colin Kaepernick really wants to be a backup. Right? <clears throat> oh, I, I, listen, I think that guy still thinks he can start and be successful and win games in the NFL. And. Well, I, I totally think he could be. I think if Tom Brady retired tomorrow and Colin Kaepernick took the job with the Patriots, he could win five Super Bowls. <laughs> I mean, he could. As long because, as Belichick's there to coach him. Yeah, because the culture is there to allow that. Could he go, could Baker Mayfield go on and the Browns sign him and he win a Super Bowl? No. I mean, those are two. So, so you know, I, but Colin Kaepernick had that place set up. You know, the the narrative and all that. And you know what? If he wants to control, he could have done those workouts whenever he wanted to. He could have done that. He could have shown that his NFL arm was ready. And he, what, what, when was it that T.O. was doing push-ups in the drive, in his driveway? And, and, and was showing, was showing like a news crew that he was, he, he wanted to get back in the NFL and he should, he was showing people. I mean, Kaepernick could go to a high school football field and take high school receivers, and he could look like a he could look better than than half the backups in the league. How how many times did Favre do that in the summer? But instead of going to training camp, 
Brett Favre still looks like an NFL quarterback. <laughs> At 48, 47, whatever he is. I'd sign Vinny Testaverde if I owned a team. I think actually Favre turned 50 the other day. I'd sign Vinny Testaverde. Which, junior or senior? Senior. Because <laughs> I think junior might still football. be in the league with the Tampa Bay team. Yeah. But, you know, I don't disagree with any of the points that you have. I mean, that's pretty crappy. You know, we've all been, you and I have been in the restaurant business and know friends that had one lease agreed upon. And then when you go to sign, like there's some stipulations put in there and all that. And that's just crap. You know, I've seen articles about Warren Buffett doing 50 or 100 million deals back in the day when he wasn't worth as much as he is now. He did it on a handshake. A handshake. Yeah. And that's, and you know what? If a handshake isn't good for you, then maybe I don't want to do business with you. I put about, excuse me, I put about 75% on the NFL and 25% on him. Uh, that's fair. But Kaepernick didn't have to show up the NFL either by having an alternate place and having all that. He could have waited this out and I think got better terms. No, they said if you don't do it, it's, we're basically done now. We offered it to you. That was that was in the agreement that we signed. We didn't you didn't specify when we had to offer it, where we had to offer it. We offered it. If you don't show up, the deals you know we're basically done at that point. We don't have to do anything else to prove that you haven't. Well, been. they didn't have to do this. I mean, they, they they did. It was in the it was in the settlement agreement. They had to give him a a tryout. An NFL wide tryout, or yeah. There's no other reason the NFL would have done this other than. If it didn't help their cause, uh, that's true. You know, that's the, that seems to be the way this part of the NFL is working right now. So, well, you're, I'm sure you saw Jerry Jones' comments. Who cares? I mean, he called it a circus show. He's like, "This is ridiculous." Yeah, we're not going to be there. It's a circus. It's a circus. Yeah. Well, Dak Prescott is ten times better than Colin Kaepernick is right now. Right now. They've got their own. They've got others. Actually, that, that, that's actually the most similar. That's actually the most similar to Colin that I can think of right now. Actually, they that look Prescott. very similar. Yeah. No. When Colin was younger, under Jim Harbaugh, and year mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. No. Who's better? I, I think it's more like Lamar Jackson. Uh, he wasn't that special. There was there was times where Green Bay could not beat San Francisco when he was the quarterback, and it was ugly. and who was. Who was the defensive coordinator at the time? Uh, I, it might not have been Capers, but it most likely, it most likely was, but it might not have been Capers. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it probably was, but it might not have been. It was. Yeah, it, it most likely it was. I mean, he was there, what, eight seasons? Yeah, yeah eight, a long eight. time. There was a rumor going around. Mike McCarthy doesn't... There's a rumor going around that Mike McCarthy was told to get a coaching staff ready because at any minute he was going to get a team. Really? Any ideas where that the might Jets? be? Uh, so my, my initial thought was Jets, Jets or Browns. Jets or Browns. <laughs> That's exactly my thought as well. Jets or Browns. And how bad are the Bengals, by the way? Jesus. Well, the, the the problem isn't the coaching or anything else with the Bengals. The problem is the ownership of the Bengals, and yeah. so there's no way out of that one. How, I mean, that makes Marvin I mean, you know Lewis what? bless Marvin Lewis's heart because 
that guy did more for that city than anyone else. Anytime Marvin Lewis walks into a bar in Cincinnati, everybody should buy him. Gotta wish we had you back wants. as the coach. <laughs> if, if you could get that team to eight and eight with that ownership group, and 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 how. Hats yeah. off to Marvin Lewis. Yeah, I mean, I mean and and um, Dalton, you know, because they put up with a lot of crap for a long time, and you know, Andy Dalton isn't what he used to be. But I'm I'm sorry, those guys, those people put their hearts in this in the Cincinnati Bengals, and they deserve they deserve a lot of recognition. Mike, you put Andy Dalton on the Lions, and he's fine. They can do just as well as Andy. He he might be better than Matt Stafford. You you put you put Andy Dalton on it a. Mediocre or above average team, and he is fine. You put him on the Vikings, he's yes. fine. You oh, put yeah. him on the Packers, he's fine. You put him on the Bears, he's fine. Yes. You put him on the Bills, he's fine. Fine. Yeah, I Bengals, mean, nope. Yeah, I mean, it's. Well, I grew up with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I saw. You put I, him on I, the Buccaneers, pers- he's fine. I personally watched Steve Young throw interceptions just to try to get off the field at Tampa in the mid '80s. So. Uh. Any thoughts on the potential the the potential situation we may have here with the college football playoff coming up? No, it'll all work out. The right four teams will get in. Uh, there, there's potentially a situation coming. <laughs> I'll, I'll lay it out. State I'll, loses. No, um. Yeah, I mean that certainly that throws a wrench in it as well. Because Ohio State's losing to Michigan this year. Uh, you know, I'm after what I've seen out of Michigan the last four or five games. I'm not. Uh, I, I'm playing Michigan next weekend. What I, I don't care what oh, the number is. I tried to bet on it today. I could. Uh, if that number's anywhere near where it is for the Penn State game, which is eighteen, eighteen, I am taking Michigan. Would be as if Ohio State lost to Penn State this week. Yeah, that would then, be the problem. Yeah, because then the spread's like seven. Right. And Ohio State doesn't know how vulnerable they are. Here's the thing. Patterson's, an, the thing. Patterson's an awful quarterback. He's bad. I'm not disagreeing. Um, I mean, he's not Lewerke bad, but he's bad. <laughs> but Trent Dilfer and um, uh, we're, Brad we're, Johnson. We're talking and, about professionals. We're not talking about collegiate players. We're talking about professionals that have won Super Bowls. How, how long did it take for Tom Brady to start at Michigan again? Oh, he started in his third year, fourth year. Uh, yeah, but that was that was back when Michigan had two four-star recruits every year at quarterback. <laughs> I mean, that was the Brian Greasy years. Uh, who's the kid that went on to play over at, at Dallas for a couple of years? That was a baseball Henson. player, Drew, Drew Henson. Henson. Yeah, I mean, they. I mean, they, they. They just there were three or four guys that could start on any NFL team back then wow. for Mich- for Michigan at quarterback. I, I never knew you had this kind of respect for Michigan before. They play Notre Dame every year. Of course I do. No, they started the season with Notre Dame. That's how you get those kids to practice. Back in the day when Notre Dame and Michigan and Michigan State used to play every year, you know, you, you yeah. got to know these things. Well, now Notre Dame's part of the ACC, so. Partial member of the ACC. Partial. They needed Clemson needed them to get on the schedule this year, <laughs> bad <laughs> because they I got think nobody. Used to Notre Dame. All right, so, so here's Clemson's problems that aren't their fault. No, they're you not. Know, they, no, totally, they're not their fault. It's not. It's not Clemson's fault. So here, here's the situation I'm, uh, I've got. So you, Clemson undefeated wins the ACC. They're in right. Ohio State 
if they lose the Michigan, they still play in the Big Ten Championship, and I think they've got enough to get in if they win the Big Ten Championship. Uh, LSU most likely wins this SEC, but if if Georgia wins the SEC, that throws a whole wrench in everything. Because then you've got Alabama and LSU. Who do you put in? Georgia and LSU. Okay, so I kind of agree with you there. But then you've got a one-loss Oregon. They're lost to Auburn. If they win the Pac-12, how do they not get in? And then potentially a one-loss because Oklahoma. Because the Pac-12 is zeros. You've got to, they're, they've got to play a top-10 team this week in Utah. Are they going to beat them? I don't know. I don't think so. The spread in that one is 20. Uh, oh, they got Utah next week. I'm sorry. Oh, for Thanksgiving Day weekend? I, th- I believe so. Yeah, I think they got Utah next weekend. Or they have them in the in the Pac-12 championship. Oof. Um, and then you've also got a one-loss, potentially a one-loss Oklahoma. Yeah, their loss is bad to Kansas State, but they also win their conference and potentially have to beat Baylor twice. Yeah, but they're part of the Big 12 what? Big 12. In the Big 12 what? <laughs> two, again, two good teams there as well. Expansion is on the table. It's not far off. Expansion? We're going to go to 16s before you know it. Within two years. I'm fine with six teams. I just think that you need to cut down on the number of weeks in between the football is meant to be played week to week and asking teams, the old the old format was way worse because then you had, what, eight weeks sometimes, seven weeks between yeah, it was like six if, Notre weeks. Dame, if Notre Dame got in or Ohio State got in from the Big Ten. Yeah, or if, their there, last, if their last, their last game, was, game was Thanksgiving and they played New Year's the week after New Year's. That's eight weeks. That's how you ended up with such crappy games. That's what got us the playoff is because you can't ask kids to take eight weeks off and expect them to play. I, so I agree with you. I think if you go to six, six, six game or even, or six team or eight team, either way, because then you've got yeah. three rounds of games, right? You do then you can space them out. You do a game mid December, yes, New Year's, and and the final two weeks after that, yes. or or five week. You know, you do. December 15th, December 30th, and then J- January 7th, right? Yes, you exactly. That, and that's what I, I – I don't mind going mind going to more playoff games. I just don't want to see kids playing 14 games as a, a, a collegiate season. Yeah, I think I think you cap cap everything at 11 in a, in a conference championship or yeah. – I, I think there's some restructuring that's got to happen as well. Well, that's fine, yeah. but you can't ask kids to – be ready Labor Day weekend, and then ask them to play January fifteenth. Yeah, Agreed. I mean that's not. I mean they aren't getting paid for that. Uh, what's going on in cycling? I know Cyclocross. You had your event last weekend. How'd it go? Oh, good. I didn't get a Bevo sighting, but uh, I had you out last year. Yeah, I, it's all right. I didn't have conference chant. I didn't have conference director um, Super Nick come out either. Oh, wow. I think he was at a. I think he, he might have been at a NICA event or something, or a NICA fundraiser, or a NICA uh, I, I grooming. Was, I think he was celebrating two years with his cat. That was pretty creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, I'm just busting your balls. I, I I just thought it was funny. Well, I think he's trying I, I to love, take I Jamie. love my pets. I, I'm our, sure you our, love your our pets. Our friend Jamie, Jamie Carney, who takes a lot of cat pics, cat selfies or cat whatevers, and so I think Nick's trying to get on the Jamie program. Oh, okay. Uh, so cyclocross season going on. Are there any? Uh, what else you got? You got stuff coming up here. Is that where you're going to this weekend? 
Yeah, Hendersonville, I'm going to throw some fence and um, manage the sound uh, this weekend up in Hendersonville, North Carolina. And then um, we've got uh, the end of season, December 8th, and then I go to Seattle for the national championships to spectate. Nice. We have our promoters meeting. Cool. Seattle's a great town. Seattle's a great town. We're technically in Tacoma side, but we'll see how it goes. Make sure you spit on the Seahawks stadium for me. Sounders. (laughs) Same place. Is this where the Sounders play? (laughs) (laughs) Your defending champion, Sounders? Hey, good for them. They played well. Yeah. Uh, Who would have thought the top three teams would get bounced in (laughs) the first and second round? Well... LAFC, I did the red the uh, um, NYFC, but I knew going to that Met Stadium was going to be a huge issue for them. Yep, because they they have home field advantage way better than Atlanta United does. Yeah, because that field's so weird. Yeah, that that place is garbage. Um, what do got- they call that Steinbrenner Palace? What do they call that place? Uh, the place Steinbrenner built. Um, the place that Yankee Stadium. Okay. Uh, is that where they play soccer? Yeah. George Steinbrenner's rolling around in his grave right now. Yeah, probably. Uh, you've got here women's viewing is greater than men's in Belgium. Are the, are the, the ratings are up? or The ratings are were actually higher for the first time in Belgium. On the, the women's racing is way better to watch than the men's. And my cap is off to, one, the females for one racing so hard and being so equally competing against each other and two for everyone in the world realizing it and wanting to and wanting to watch um NHL you saw what happened yesterday right with Toronto uh they fired Babcock well they fired uh, they fired the coach that's crazy why they're losing yeah you, you know with him it's you just assume because he's won the Stanley Cup in Detroit several times, and he's he's led Team Canada to gold a few times, and you know he's just a pedigree. You know, I think he's kind of gone the way that Mike Keenan's gone. You know, right? You know, it's it's just an odd like he lost the players. Yes, it's, it's like we we talk about uh, what's his name in Columbus, uh, your buddy um, from Tampa, old coach of Tampa. Oh, uh, Torella. Yeah. Like I can't believe he's still the coach. I can't believe he hasn't lost the team yet. He just—he's that type of guy. He's like either you're with him or against him, and eventually, <laughs> eventually you just turn on him because he turns on you. Well, true. And as a coach, sometimes you start—you know—sometimes your stuff doesn't work any longer. And yeah, I, I mean Dan Quinn's in that zone right now. You know, Dan Quinn's timeline looks so much like Mike Smith's. I—I I can't even believe it. It's like a carbon copy. I know. You and I both loved Mike Smith for a lot of reasons for a long time. And and then he just didn't do it anymore. And it's like, I mean, Raheem Morris should be the, the head coach of the Falcons right now. Yeah. Um, are the Lightning playing good or no? I can't tell. I think they are. Oh, they're trying to do the St. Louis Blues style? Where no, you lose early and then where, where you go, put some pressure they don't on over, They don't want to overplay right now, so they're waiting for that. They're waiting for the end of the season. But, you know, losing Irishman like they did. Um, That's tough. Like they did. Not just the not just losing Irishman, but the way he did. 
I think I think the franchise is gonna. It could help bring them together, and it could help them. They could lose in the first round again. Yeah. And so they were the best team in hockey last year, and they lost in the first round four zero no four. And so you know they could be. They could come together and they could win a, a Stanley Cup. The playoffs were super odd last year because you had Tampa, Pittsburgh, and Washington all go out in the first round. Yeah, it was like, or maybe St. Washington Louis, went. Washington St. Might St. Have gone Louis out in the was the round. last place team January first. Yeah, play Gloria. Yeah, but uh, that is a good part of hockey. It's also part of the reason I don't watch until we get to the playoffs. <laughs> Uh, Penguins are mediocre right now. Crosby's out for another five weeks. He had uh, uh, sports hernia surgery. Um, you got the Hawks had a good start. Well, they went on a road trip. They're four and ten. They went on. They went out west. Yeah, but they're four yeah. and ten. That's all right. They'll be fine. Just like <laughs> last year. Just like last year, they didn't make the playoffs. No, they're not making the playoffs this year either. Yeah, I think I think uh, I think they're they're a year off still. Oh, two years. Yeah, I think if they get a decent draft pick, maybe they're okay. But apparently, I listen to the two guys I work with that talk about the Hawks every day, and they're like, there's no defense. <laughs> uh, they're having a hard time that yeah. way. Uh, Oak Island. Do you watch last night's episode? No, I'm still. I just watched episode two last night, don't and even, it hurt me so bad. Don't bother I, with this one; it's bad. Three? <laughs> yeah, three's no good. I could barely get through two. Three was a waste of an hour. No, two was a waste of an hour. No, at least in two. Did they, they not drain the swamp one time? They've drained the swamp at least twice, if not three times. Right. But they're never looking in the right place. What do you mean? If you drain the swamp, then you're gonna find shit in it. I'm so confused. The only thing we know is that the swamp is like four, three or four hundred years old. That's it. That's the only thing we found out of these last two episodes. <sighs> this is driving me nuts. Uh, when is Michigan Gold start? <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably in the new year, January or February or March. Nice. Um, I, I just think they keep finding supportive evidence that there's there was something there, but I don't know that it's still there. I don't think they're going to find anything. They're never going to find anything. They're just milking this shit. Yeah. Is this the last season? Doesn't feel like it, does it? It doesn't. Because they keep bringing in new investors. Yep. They're like, if we could do this in the restaurant business, we'd have the worst restaurant for like 20 years, bringing in new investors. and. So I... uh... I've done some digging and some researching, and I've discovered the identity of Mikolay Shafeza. Yes. <laughs> My hunch was right the whole time. Which is? It was Mr. Connolly. No! I put it in the notes. Did you see it? I did. I did. Okay. We, uh... Well, we knew it was between two people. This, this There's is only how... two people. There's only two people that can pull this off. <laughs> Uh, so we, him and I went to that game that you couldn't go to back in September. Yeah. Uh, you, you forgot you had a trip planned and I'm like, Hey, I'll buy the ticket from you or whatever. And and I went with him and he said a couple things while we were walking to the game. 
that kind of hinted that, okay, I'm like, all right, now I know it's him. And he didn't think I was paying attention to what he was saying. Wow. So he said something about uh, Roma well, being... we knew it was one of two people, so... Yeah, he said something about Roma being his favorite team in Italy, and he brought <laughs> up Francisco Totti. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. And I, I looked at him, I go, really? <laughs> and he goes, what? I go, are you Mikolay? <laughs> And, uh, and then, like, well, I, I might have said it later. You know, I said, he's like, or he said something about me blocking that guy. I go, yeah, because it was, it was you, you dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I block, well, what did I do? I, no, I, I don't think I ever blocked him. I blocked him. You, I know you did. You did it earlier. Well, I was, I was, I was hanging out with him. I was hanging out with him last night with Rob and Jeff. We were playing cards. At, we went to TJ's and had some wings. Oh, cool. Were they uh, good? They were great. Um, 8.2, 8.3. They were maybe not as good as the last. I don't think they sauced them right. I ordered them hot, and I think I got medium. They, but they were, they were. I mean, they were solid eight, seven and a half, eight. Um, but he, he started telling the story, and I said, and I said from the very start, there's only one person that would be this elaborate to pull this off, and it's you. And I kind of knew it was you, though. I thought it was you the whole time, but I couldn't really confirm it, and then I would doubt my thoughts. He went well, as know, far right? as because if it, if it was news yada, he would have told us already. He went as far as to have a friend in Italy download that podcast. <laughs> well, that's why you thought it was like legit. And then he also, he like had the patience when I tweeted at him to wait like eight hours to respond because of the time difference. Nice. I mean, he like, he really went it all out awesome. for it. Hey, congratulations, Brian. Thank you for your, <laughs> thank you for your effort. That it was, that was a lot of fun. I told him I go. Okay, I might have you come on tomorrow night, but it's it's later than I thought. And it'd be. honestly, Brian's cycling knowledge is a lot. I didn't think I didn't think I didn't think he uh, could pull that stuff off. Oh, so. he he's he's he follows it. I mean, he knows his he knows his stuff. I, I I'm giving him props right here right now, Brian. Um, you got any bet with Barman stuff? I looked for everything, and there's just nothing worth taking on my side. They closed the line on the Redskins versus Lions. What's that mean? Yes. There's no line? They, they, they shut it off from betting. Uh, that's because Stafford's probably, um, they, there's no status on him playing. So they, so they totally took it offline. Yeah, but they'll put it up on Sunday when they know what the injury status is. Well, well, we'll see. I just, I just don't think they want any action on that game because there could be so much insider stuff. Well, no, they don't want to give the Lions a three-point line when Sta- and then Stafford plays, and, and it should be a six-point line. That's why they right. take it down, so they'll they'll adjust it later. Um, what, is that a one o'clock or is that a four o'clock? I think it's a one o'clock. I've got it three and a half. I can bet it. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> um, here, here's what I would bet with Bevo for the weekend, and... You know, no promises here. Uh, but Notre Dame minus nine at home versus BC at senior day. Notre Dame's like seven and two against the spread all year. Uh, I think uh, they didn't cover against Virginia or Virginia Tech or both of those games. Um, Seattle plus one and a half at Philadelphia on Sunday. I think Seattle wins outright. Um they're what seven and two, eight and two, something like that. Right. And Philly's just been a weird team to watch. Uh, and then Monday night, Baltimore minus three at at the Rams. They're just the the Rams don't have any offense anymore. 
Golf does uh, golf is golf is screwed up, and so is Gurley. Well, well, just like Trent Dilfer and Brad Johnson with a somewhat decent running game. I mean, Jared Golf is like look is what it's much, done for much, Aaron Rodgers. Right. I mean, that guy looks at times as as good as he's ever looked, and they're averaging 80, 90 yards a well, game. The cool part for Aaron Rodgers, and I hate giving Aaron Rodgers credit, it's very difficult for me. I but know. he knows his – and this this goes back to my old Buccaneers defenses with Dungy and, and Kiffin, is when you know you the defense that can stop someone when you make a mistake, it allows you to play – it allows you to – to, to you want to you you are trying so hard to keep your defense off the field because you know that's the best thing you can do even if you don't score points if you can take three to five minutes away from another team and them having it and your defense be on the field then they know he knows he's doing his job yeah and that and that's what happens when you have a great defense unlike Mike McCarthy who's like dialing up these hey let's see how this does. Or let's see how that does. Now he, Aaron Rodgers is like, how do I keep the defense off the field? Keep them so those guys, those guys can sit over there and party all day. And when they come on, they they come on crazy. I mean, they they come on crazy. Yeah. Uh, and they've been better this year. I think there's obviously still room for improvement, but yeah, I mean, and I think uh, Green Bay at uh, where the San Francisco Sunday night. You're the one that told me that. Yeah, they got flexed into that game. Because that, that Seattle game, the Seattle-Philly game was originally that game. They got moved back to one. Well, that, that Packers 49ers game is going to be Shanahan versus LaFleur. I mean, those guys coached together for a number of years. Yeah. Uh, and I believe that's Green Bay plus three. I don't know what to do there. Don't I, bet. Yeah, that that's most likely what I do. <laughs> <laughs> If you need Barman to give you a betting device, there there it is. Yeah, it's funny for me, like Saturday I bet I mean, I've got a hundred dollars going at any point on multiple games. And I'm betting at at noon, I'm betting at three, I'm betting at seven. And there's there's anywhere between fifty and a hundred dollars per block of games. <laughs> um, and then on Sunday it's like, all right, I'm just gonna run with like four games all day. <laughs> and find the best four and and, and, and play them, so um, anything else you want to cover? Oh, uh, was there any ask? Um, I didn't see anything. I didn't either. I th- Some of our usuals liked it, but they didn't respond. Well, I, uh, there was only one like, it was crab. Uh, I think, uh, Nick, um, conference director liked the other one then maybe on Twitter. Oh. Oh, they opened at Miller's Ale House in Morrow or Jonesboro? Um, McDonough. McDonough? Did think. they? You saw Brick checked in there. That doesn't mean that happened. Oh, I thought he actually was at a Miller's Ale House in McDonough. Well, I didn't double check. I'm checking now. Okay. Let's check our feed. I don't think there's anything. God, I hate Facebook. Oh, one like, there. one share, Ryan Crab. It's there. Yeah. Good for them. So that's a. Well, they've left Georgia. 
they've left Georgia alone for too long. I mean, they have what, like eight restaurants in Long Island and yeah, yeah, hundred in Florida. <laughs> All right, well, that does it for episode eighty four. Um, I can't promise we'll be back before Christmas, but there's you know there's always a chance. Um, I've got some time coming up as well where I'll be off due to uh, baby duty. Um, and then certainly, I, I don't know what your, look, your week of Christmas looks like. Maybe we can do something there. Oh, we can definitely do something there. Okay. So let's plan on that for now. Um, I appreciate everybody listening. Uh, I know it's not ideal for uh, a podcast to go dark for, for four months and not really give you any updates on what's going on, but, um, yeah, it was it was very, very difficult dealing with the sponsors and all that. So it is plural. <laughs> where's our where's where's our bug infested? I still tequila? saw I saw that the other day. I was looking because I get alerts on the account, and there's still like that email still sitting there, and I'm just like, no, no. no. Reality Bikes is our only sponsor. Thank <laughs> you, Todd. Tell, no, th- thanks, Todd, for supporting us. <laughs> oh, you got the underwear ride coming up in like two weeks. Uh, December 9th, is it? Yeah, the uh, Tony Castleberry Memorial underwear ride. Yeah, that's um, 8th. December 8th or December 9th, something like that? December 8th. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll be out at Dutch Monkey that day. Yeah, the weather is always atrocious. Yeah, well, if, if it's even close to the nice, maybe I'll ride in it. That's cool. Just come have a donut. Well, I'll do that too. That'll be the one year anniversary <laughs> of the uh, Atlanta United Cup. <laughs> Remember, I showed up the next morning. I was still wearing my jersey. Yeah. Oh, we. You know, we still have to build the Stanley Cup out of PBR Tall Boys <laughs> with the pizza trays. <laughs> <laughs> we should do that for St. Patty's. Oh, that'd be awesome. So instead of Guinness for one year, we just have everyone drink Tall Boys. Oh my God. Why don't we just do it for 4th of July? You want to do that instead? Maybe. All right, that sounds good. All right, so we'll be we'll, we'll, we'll give you some heads up next time we're coming back. Mike, I appreciate you doing this. and, uh, and uh, you know. Well, thank you for putting up with the schedule. I remember the, I remember the phone call where you're like, we just got to... <laughs> and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Put this thing to bed. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I just, you know, you know, we do this for fun. We do this for um, what I miss the most is is I miss discussing because you you allow me when I get a chance to when I get a chance to speak during these podcasts when you what you allow me to do is is just kind of is remember that there's someone on the other side that cares about about me my thoughts and the way that I I look at the world. Well, it's, res- it's respect. Yeah, and you and I have been doing a lot. We've done a lot together in our lives, as far as 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 what we manage, what we do, uh, our families, and all that. And so, I always appreciate the the opportunity to have you give me a little bit of nugget about what I'm doing. So, yeah, no, I mean, again, it's a it's a respect thing. So, um, you know, I'm. I, it's just I miss it too. It's just it's sometimes it's just too hard. 
Well, uh, I understand that. And this yeah. isn't our job, so we're yeah. going to do this for fun. Yeah. And if it's not fun, we're not going to do it like right. like Aaron Rodgers. And, and and for a while there, it, yeah. it kind of felt like, like a Aaron job. Aaron Rodgers can retire. He can dump Danica and he can go gay. So everything will be great in life. I don't disagree with that statement in any sense. <laughs> but I also, there's, there's, there's possible uh, engagement news coming in the next few weeks. Engagement? Yep. She hinted at it. She could be playing the game. Who knows? She's crazy. Woo! She's crazy. Has she met the family yet? I would think so. Well, I don't know. I don't know if he's talking to them or not. I don't think so. So. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. She looks more buff than Aaron does. She's keeping it tight. <laughs> she must She must do CrossFit like 80 times No, she's a got a whole, I think she's got like a whole fitness program that she's like the sponsor of or runs herself or. You know, like an online platform. Like a P90X type thing. I oh, think. Really? Yeah, I think. Should we join? I don't have time for that shit. <laughs> we can wake up at 5 a.m. and can, knock I can out. barely ride in my garage for an hour a week, <laughs> let alone that. Hey, good for you, kid. So Good for you. All right. Well, that does it for episode 84. Barman and I will be back in a few weeks with a, with a new episode for you. If you get a chance, send us a message on social media. Ask us a crazy question that we'll, you know, we'll answer on the air or on the show. And, and uh, you know, we always like hearing from you guys. Mike, again, thanks for doing this. And uh, I, I, will, I look forward to our next our next episode. Hopefully I'll have a name for the kid by then. Well, your wife already does, so you don't have to worry. I told her, I go, I named the last one. This one's on you. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. Nice to meet you, Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> like the Barman and Bevo podcast, you can find us on Podbean to download all of our episodes. You can go to our website, barmanandbevo.podbean.com. Uh, all of our episodes are there as well. We can subscribe on Google, um, Apple, of course, uh, and uh, Stitcher. You can go to any one of those platforms, search for Barman and Bevo podcast and be able to pull it up. Follow us on Facebook at, uh, on Facebook, we're Barman and Bevo Podcast, uh, Michael Vandera, Michael Barman. On Twitter, at Barman, the letter N, Bevo Pod, uh, at Bevo8771, at underscore Coach Barman, as you can hear Violet's in the background talking to me while I'm doing this. Um, we always have uh, weekly when we do our, our segments, uh, Ask Barman and Bevo Anything. Uh, bet with Bevo. If you have any suggestions, please send them to us at any one of our uh, social media sites. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon with a new episode. Just a good old boy Never meaning no harm Beats all you never saw Been in trouble with the law Since the day they was born Straightening the curve. Flattening the hills Someday the mountain might get them But the law never will Making their way The only way they know how That's just a little bit more Than the law will allow
my face on TV. Ha <laughs> ha.